this week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your uh, privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, uh, it's available for almost all of your devices, and you can get a special price right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right, so we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago. We teased <laughs> we teased the idea out, but uh, Tom's Hardware's birthday is right around the corner. Well, it's pretty much now, right? <laughs> I mean, we, the first, uh, so our website, Tom's Hardware, went live in spring of 1996. We now this may come as a shock to you, but nobody who currently works there was there in 1996. In fact, originally it was just run by one person, the founder, Thomas Pass, who hasn't been with the website in since 2005 or so, maybe even before that. But that's the last uh, record I think we have of him uh, working for the site. So anyway, we don't have the exact date that it went live because uh, that's not archived on our site. The earliest article we can find is July 1996, but we've seen some evidence that it was April. So, you know, we're splitting the difference. Uh, we're going to say, uh, we're going to, we're going to publish an article soon about our 25th anniversary, but really it's not about our 25th anniversary because honestly, as great a website as we are, uh, nobody wants to read about our life. No one wants to read about, you know, what 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 we do every day they want to read about the technology right so we uh so i took this opportunity to compare a the best technology of that you could get in 1996 to what is top of the line today across a lot of different categories and what might surprise you is how similar some of it is so how little has changed, and then in some cases, how much has changed. So for example, the best phone you could get, the top of the line in 1996, Scott, can you guess what that might have been? Uh, Microtech. StarTac. Uh, StarTac. Yes. yes, we talked about that. that it was in the right. transition point. Uh, the <laughs> the StarTac came out just, just in that window. Yes. So StarTech, uh, that was the top phone, obviously, uh, no internet on that. The original StarTax could not, could not send text messages, only receive them. Now, obviously, uh, there was actually an attempt at a smartphone before that, the Simon Personal Communicator by IBM in 1994, but that wasn't really a mainstream product today. Top of the line is, I mean, you can kind of take your pick. I'll go with the Galaxy S21 Ultra 5G, which is uh, 12, 1249 now. Obviously has a 6.9-inch OLED display, dual cameras that shoot 8K video, uh, 11 hours of active use. Uh, obviously, uh, when the StarTac lasted 60 minutes or less of talk time. So um, obviously big change in phones with the emergence of smartphones and, and the, the quality stuff that they have, like really great cameras. Of now, course, 
Of course, with the StarTac, you did have that removable battery, which is something that you and I have lamented a number of times. Yeah. Is the loss of that. That is sad, but that's sad. But if you only have 60 minutes of talk time, you would need to have like, what do you call those things that, that like Chewbacca wears or whatever, or other people wear where they have like their little gun shells? Yeah, yeah. A bandolero or something. Something like that. You know, you just need a bandolero of batteries for 60 minutes of talk time. You'd have to be like just taking it out and putting it in. We, we sold a, uh, yeah. a battery for them that you could put double A's in. Ah, there <laughs> you go. So there was a lot of innovation there too because the, yeah. the antenna kept coming out, right? And you could get replacement antennas. We sold those too. The, uh, I, I, by the way, did have a StarTac. I didn't get the, I, I was a little later to the market than that. I think the one I got was like nine, 1999 or 2000, but uh, yeah. Um, so for the monitors, obviously that's been a huge change. One of the biggest changes besides phones has been monitors. Uh, I mean, the thing that is similar is we still use monitors, but I guess that was predictable. Uh, but the, uh, best monitor that you could get uh, by, you know, that I've seen by research or, or one of the best was in 96 was the Sony Multiscan 20 SE2. That was 1999. And for that, you had a 21 inch monitor uh, with a maximum resolution of 1600 by 1200. And it weighed 66 pounds and was 19 inches deep. Uh, this desk, now I'm really aging myself here. This desk that I'm sitting at here, I have had this desk since uh, about 1997. <laughs> it's almost as long. And I bought it because I wanted a desk that was deep enough to hold a large screen monitor at the time. Uh, so, what what is top of the line today well if for within reason the top of the line is probably the lg 27 gn 950 which is 1160 and gives you 4k gaming at 144 hertz uh with free sync or g-sync support and that weighs only 16.9 pounds and is just 2.1 inches thick now if money is no object to you whatsoever then I would suggest the top of the line is the Alienware AW5520QF. Say that three times fast. And that is a 55-inch OLED panel, OLED screen, that operates at 120 hertz. Uh, and that is a little big. It's 59 pounds. Uh, and, but it's still only 3.1 inches thick. And it's $3,000. So actually more than top of the line was... 96 but uh generally speaking uh you know the high-end monitors are a thousand dollars or less and you can get a really good monitor for as we've talked about under 300 dollars. now what about this the mouse uh so what was the top mouse the top of the line mouse in 1996 scott do you think oh that is a <laughs> 1996 that's probably before the it's definitely a ball mouse at that point right yeah mm -hmm. it's it's before the the microsoft ergonomic mouse almost certainly i don't know mm. something logitech -y? 
if top the the mouse that came out in that fall was the Intel mouse. Okay. The first Intel mouse. Okay. But it was the Intel mouse. The first Intel mouse had the curved shape, uh, but it was a ball. It was a ball mouse. They didn't ha- add the optical sensor for a couple of years later. And, but it was the mouse that popularized the scroll wheel. Yeah. Before that, there had been like a couple of, I think there had been one or two uh, off-brand, not well-known mice that had scroll wheels, but Microsoft took the scroll wheel mainstream. Now, you could say that you could say that a lot, a lot has changed in mice, and a lot has stayed, but a lot has stayed the same. You're still using a mouse, and you're still moving around the desktop the same way. So, it hasn't. The fundamental paradigm is the same, but the the ball has been replaced by a sensor. There are more buttons, uh, and you can do high speed, and you can do competent, and you can do wireless really well. So it's, I would say, I say that that's more evolutionary than revolutionary. Yeah. Now, skipping ahead to some of the other things that are on my list of 12 items here, uh, we have some components as well. So what do you think the fastest processor was in 1996? We had this conversation. I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm thinking that it was a speed. What megahertz speed do you think it was in 96? Let's say 66 or 125. No, 200, 200. Okay. 200. Yes. Two, 200. So what proc was that? Not, I mean, that was the Intel. There was an Intel Pentium P 54 C model that, that the top, top, megahertz was 200 a lot of people were on 66 or i think 133 and 166 were more common mm-hmm. but um two, 200 was the bleeding edge okay um today of course we could argue about which one which one to choose because uh, there was an embarrassment of riches but i'll go with the ryzen 9 5950x uh, I mean, obviously, they're high-end desktop processors and server processors that do more. But for an end-user perspective, the AMD Ryzen 9 5950X uh, runs around 5 gigahertz, has 16 cores and 32 threads. So that's, you know, really good. And that's about $800. Uh, so uh, how much RAM do you think was top of the line in 1996 let's see uh let's go for oh i'm gonna sound i'm gonna make a guess and i'm gonna sound stupid i bet uh let's go with eight meg so top of the line was 64 meg okay um in fact you could sort of say that 1996 the amount of RAM that the amounts of RAM are similar to today if you exchange gigabytes for megabytes. You okay. Know, l- low, you know, really low end would be eight megabytes. Mid range would be 16. High end would be 32. And 64 would be like people who are video editors type of people. So um, 
similar to today, except except a thousand times more today, exactly a thousand times more. That's crazy. Um, so, uh, and it was EDO RAM, which operated at a much much slower pace than uh, DDR4, and this year we're going to be at, at DDR5. Um, so, you know, we also have on my list here storage drive graphics card case and power supply uh case and power supply have changed very little i was gonna say you know that's one that sounds like a category that's that's gonna be uh disappointingly evolutionary (laughs) just yeah very very little i mean we still use atx so atx came out around 95 96 so it was new then and we still use ATX style cases uh, and ATX style power supplies, although with more wattage and more, more, more dedicated lines for the, for the graphics card and the CPU. And, and uh, but, you know, modular capabilities and all kinds of weird little add-ons, but, but still pretty stand, pretty, pretty static. And the price and the, the price was about similar, about 60 to $90 would get you 230 to 250 watts. Um, I mean, today people still use 400, 500 watts a lot. So it's not, I mean, I guess that's a double, but I mean, there are people who use less. So actually, you know, the the world of power supplies is not, not changed that dramatically. We do have some other smaller form factors now. We have lights. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, but I mean, finally, and I'll leave the rest of this to folks to read when this article goes up, uh, on Saturday, uh, we have connectivity and networking, uh, the fastest, what was the fastest, uh, speed you could get connect to the internet at in 1996? Ooh, I, I imagine we're talking consumer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Consumer. Um, I was T uh, three. Uh, um, let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, 54? 36. Really? We weren't even there yet. Six had not had not come out yet. So that um, that tells you something. And fifty six. I just discarded two thirty six thirty. About two weeks ago. Yes. Um, and that was really top of the line. I think a lot of people were still on 28 or um, 14.4. So, yeah. Or if you wanted to connect your devices to each other at home or in the office, 100 base T internet was Ethernet. 100 base T Ethernet was the, was the standard. Uh, obviously, today we've got many more ways to get online besides well nobody uses dial-up anymore very few people we have we actually uh, did a six we actually did a story on gnc week in review a couple of weeks ago uh there are still if i remember correctly aol still has thirty-eight thousand uh dial-up customers Thirty-eight thousand. yeah at this point, which is, you would think that they which would is stop 40, the business. It would not yeah, be worth it. I was to say, which is 40,000 more than I was expecting. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 
It seems like I mean, there would be less really than zero. No... Yeah, it's, I mean, because I don't know, it probably doesn't even pay, make business sense to keep providing that service. Well, it's somebody else's problem now. Even... Yeah. Um, so, you know, Wi-Fi 6 is obviously the new standard. 6E? Um, six, well, 6 and 6E. Yeah. 6E is, they're just coming out with some 6E routers right now. Um, I don't think there's actually anything with native 6E in like your laptop or anything mm -hmm. like that. Nope. And 6 and 6E are actually the same speeds. It's just 6E will give you, I think, better connectivity. Better connectivity. Something uh, like 10, that. They uh, were they were on the show during CES. Um, so if people want more information, uh, our CES coverage has it. Yeah. I mean, the theoretical maximum of both is 9.6 gigabit per second. Uh, but obviously, you'd be better off with 60. Uh, 10, 10 gigabit Ethernet is common. And 5G, 5G wireless. So... Even if you can't get a wire to your home, 5G wireless seems like if you live anywhere with cell reception, you'd be better off with 4G, 5G, or even 3G over do it, over using the dial-up. Uh, but Indeed. we have uh, we have some more information about some of the other things that have changed in the last changed or changed not that much in the last 25 years, and I encourage people to check out the article when we send it live on next Saturday. I love these types of things, especially when, when you're running point on them, because they're always, there's always a surprise in it, even though I have boxes of these components around, which is weird, but still, uh, I, I don't remember the exact details of that time. And it's, yeah, it's really I mean, interesting to hear, you know, Ram is literally a thousand x different yeah it's exactly it's like a thousand exactly a thousand that's now, bonkers the main my i just 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 full disclosure my main method for researching this like what was common at the time i mean i was there but you know i don't remember exactly what happened sure <laughs> exactly what everything what you know the price of is that uh books.google.com has a lot of old computer magazines so mm. if you leaf through they have a Specifically, they have a lot of old PC mag issues. So while there have been some stories that people have done on, you know, the history of some of these products, you know, to look back at exact, to look back at what like RAM was selling for and what configurations of RAM you could get at the time, I just looked through some old issues of PC mag and I was looking at all the ads that they had, which would tell you like, okay. This is how much it cost. These are the different, you know, the highest end config has 64 meg. So that's, you know, that information is out there and you can go and, and see what just reading the ads is actually more informative than reading the articles. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. That's a, it's a great way of, of looking for it. I look forward to seeing the article. It, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, storage sounds like it's going to be a fun one to to read about, and so are video cards. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> zip drives. Ah, oh, I've got several of them. Uh, one of them I can see from where I'm sitting. Uh, they were a great transitional technology. 
even though I, I love zip drives. I know there's so. there's an article that goes around on Facebook from time to time, uh, dumping on them, and I'm like, no, incorrect. This person was not alive, <laughs> and in a place yeah. where they needed oh, like storage in that time because uh. I was doing media for a church, and the zip drive is the thing that made it so that we could easily have like big PowerPoint presentations and move them between rooms. Couldn't have done it. There was no real networking at the time. So thank goodness for zip drives. Anyway, I look forward to this. And as always, Abram, I look forward to what we talk about next.